Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. We are going through a crazy time of year. Many of you are locked inside, very cold, very snowy out there, but that's a good thing because that means you should have more time to plan for your retirement. You can get that studying done, get to those webinars that we teach, make sure that you're ready to get through that 20, 30, 40 years uh, that we call uh, self-imposed unemployment or many of you call retirement. Very excited today. We're going to be talking about longevity risk. We're going to be talking about annuities and how they can help us as we get through there. And to help us get through this topic, I brought in one of my good friends, uh, one of my colleagues, Tom Hegna, who has done about everything you can think of in the retirement space. He has been a top salesperson. He's had his own PBS show. He now spends a lot of time educating other people, trying to help them make the right decisions. And we're very excited to have him with us to help us get through retirement and help you make the decisions you need to make. So, Tom, Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. It's great to be with you. I'm coming live from uh, Phoenix, Arizona today. Yeah, you're one of the lucky ones that probably gets to get out right now. You're able to probably still golf with the weather there. Would that be true? Well, I mean, it's a little chilly. I had to put on a sweatshirt this morning, but it'll hit 75 and sunny today. So I'm, I'll be, I was on the golf course yesterday. I'm going to play golf today, tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, which is a little too much for me, but just the way the schedule worked out this week. Yeah, we're getting down into the 20s here in Memphis, and after having lived in Puerto Rico for five years, I'm missing those 70-degree winter mornings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice here, especially in the afternoons. We've had some really good weather out here. Tom, would you mind talking a little bit more about what you're doing now? Again, I mentioned that you've had this stellar career. You've done all kinds of things helping people to retirement, but what are you really focusing on now with what you do? Well, actually, I'm kind of not just talking the talk, I'm walking the walk. I would say I am mostly retired. I'm 75% retired. I mean, I'm still doing uh, some training. I'm, I'm going to speak in Marlin Stadium next week in probably my biggest meeting ever, fifteen to 20,000 people. Uh, so I, I do some live events, but I'm trying not to. I do mostly virtual. I've got webinars that are going seven days a week, 24 hours a day in the uh, in the cloud at tomhagna.com forward slash webinars. The webinars are completely free. But at the end of every webinar, people get an offer to get products for prices they can't get anywhere else. I mean, it's just like super fantastic deals. And every day people are buying something. So that, that's that's kind of my new model is, is really in the cloud and, and, and just being out there virtually. Don't, don't like to do a lot of live events anymore. It's been very nice for me to have access to your information, to know you're out there as an educator. We have to get our information from somewhere. We have all these resources we've got to go to. And I know when I first connected with you, I was actually shocked at how much information you were using, you were teaching that I've got through other people that I'm sure probably took it from you at some point in their careers. But yet here I got into my career and I'm saying, wait, I didn't realize Tom was the one who produced all of this. And it's been very helpful to have that access to that information to really help me make Make sure that, that I'm teaching the right thing so there's things that I'm getting confirmation on, whether the topic uh, is something that I'm very familiar with or not. It's been very helpful to have that access. So I would encourage anybody on the uh, podcast with us today that would like to learn more about what he's doing, go to TomHegna.com. You'll be able to get that information. Tom, today we mentioned that we want to talk about longevity. This is an issue uh, when we look at it. If we go back to the 70s, average life expectancy from what the government tells us was about 70 years old. Well, now here we are, 2022, uh, average life expectancy 79. We did have a little dip there because of COVID. What problems is this creating for people's retirements? 
Well, I mean, we all want to live a, a long life. I mean, everybody wants to live a long life, and longevity shouldn't be a negative. It should be a positive. But the problem is, um, and you quoted age 79, but, but here's the reality. For a 65-year-old couple today, their life expectancy is age 93. So 50% of all 65-year-old couples will have somebody live to be 93. 25% of those couples will have somebody live to be 97. Now, we all want to live a long life, but the problem is longevity is also a retirement risk because the longer we live, the more it highlights all the other risks. So the longer we live, the more likely the market will crash. The longer we live, the more likely we'll take out too much money. The longer we live, the more likely we'll see our taxes go up. We'll see inflation. We'll need long-term care. And that's why longevity is not just a risk. It's a risk multiplier of all the other risks. So out of all the risks in retirement, market risk, inflation, all this stuff, the number one risk is longevity risk because it multiplies all the other risks. And we're seeing it wreak havoc on people's retirement. We're seeing as they're getting into their 80s and 90s, we're seeing problems. One of the other things I'd like you to maybe address uh, quickly is we look at how do we solve that? One of them is Social Security, obviously, is a great tool to get us there. It's an inflation-adjusted product. But in my webinars, I get a lot of people saying, but Dave, I hear all these negative things about the program's finances. Is that going to collapse on me at some point and I'm never going to see that money? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I, I don't think Social Security is the problem, okay? I could fix Social Security in less than 15 minutes for the next 100 years. They're going to have to raise the retirement age, not on you, but on your kids, you know? My dad got it at 65. I don't get it till I'm 67. My daughter shouldn't get it till she's 69. Her kids shouldn't get it till they're 71. So they're going to have to raise the retirement age because people are living longer. Uh, when, when, when they establish Social Security, they set age 65 because life expectancy was age 65. Well, they kept it at 65. Now life expectancy is much higher. So they'll have to raise raise the retirement age on the kids. They're going to have to probably increase taxes instead of 6.25 or whatever we're putting in now. Might have to put in seven and a half or seven and three quarters. It's not going to be a huge change. The real problem is Medicare. And what's going to happen to Social Security for your wealthy clients they're still going to get their Social Security, but the Medicare premiums are going to go up on those higher income people to the point where all their Social Security goes back to pay for their Medicare. So Social Security is not going to collapse. It will be there. But if you're a high earner, don't expect a lot from it because they're going to keep raising the Medicare premium. So that's and, and I, I have no easy solution for Medicare. That's somebody smarter than me is going to have to figure that out. For those of you that aren't familiar with what's happening there, even look at just 2021, what happened. We got a 5.9% Social Security bump. For those who are in the program, it was a, a good bump, not quite up to where the full inflation amount was, but Medicare went up over 14%. We went from $148.50 to $170.10 all in one year. And you're right, Tom, when I look out to Medicare, when we do our webinars and we talk about the costs people need to prepare for, medicine's gonna be a big one. Medicare insurance can be overwhelming, and you may have lots of questions. We have teamed up with Medicare Compare USA to get your questions answered. Visit MedicareCompareUSA.com forward slash retirement risk advisors for a complimentary Medicare insurance consultation today. Well, another issue that many people have is definitely the access to money during this time. In fact, I hear people come to me all the time when we talk about Social Security because if they have provisional income, they're going to have tax on their Social Security. And they say, I've talked to a bunch of 80 and 90 year olds and they don't pay tax on your Social Security. Is there a law out there that's preventing them from doing this? Which there isn't, I will tell you. The reality is they've run out of other money. All that other money is gone and all they have left is Social Security. Therefore, they don't have provisional income, therefore no tax. What are some solutions out there, Tom? 
to help people get through this to where they're not getting into their 80s and 90s, over distributed, at market risk, whatever happened to their portfolio, and now they have Social Security as their only option. Yeah, well, as you said, Social Security is a lifetime income annuity. That's why it takes longevity risk off the table. A pension is a lifetime income annuity. And so those are sources of guaranteed lifetime income. But there is one other source of guaranteed lifetime income, and that's some form of income annuity. And and let's be clear, I don't sell any annuities. I own 11 of them. Dr. David Babel, one of the smartest guys in the world who studied annuities, he had 14 of them. So I don't, I don't sell them, but I own them because I want to have income for the rest of my life. And I've laddered them so that I, I have increasing income for the rest of my life. I have some that start at 60, some that start at 62, 65, 70. So I am guaranteed to have increasing income for the rest of my life. I am guaranteed never to run out of income. So I probably will always have to pay tax on my social security, but I don't look at that as a negative because I got enough income coming in. Think about it. Do you really want to run out of money in your 80s and 90s? I mean, that's not what I want to do. And we see what's happening with the volatility the market. I'm not an anti-stock market. I have some money in the stock market, but don't put your retirement income money in the stock market. You got to have money that you can take take out of that's not going up and down every day because that, that's a quick way to run out of money is if you're taking money out of a portfolio that's going down in value. You know, when you're saving money, it's called dollar cost averaging. When you're retired, it's called dollar cost ravaging. That's the sequence of returns risk and order of returns risk that I talk about as well. Tom, one of the big concerns that I get all the time as an educator when I'm talking to people is, is that the concept of annuity to them brings oftentimes negative thoughts. Maybe they've had a bad experience. Maybe family members had a bad experience. What's your answer to those people that have maybe 10 years ago had a bad experience with an annuity and they've just written them off forever? Well, you know, uh, George Bernard Shaw once said, if you laid all the economists in the world end to end, they would still never reach a conclusion, except around the subject of annuities. They are unanimous. So economists and PhDs are unanimous that you need to put an annuity into your portfolio. Now, we can argue what type, we can argue what age, but there's no argument about that a retiree should have somewhere between 20 and 40% of their portfolio into some type of income annuity. Now, in the past, were there some bad annuities? Yeah, there were some annuities that, you know, uh, had 20-year surrender charges and paid 10% commissions to advisors. Those aren't out there anymore. I, I, I haven't found any of them. And and I wouldn't buy any of them back then either. So the negative press is almost 100% on variable annuities. Not on indexed annuities, not on fixed annuities, not on income annuities. It's all on variable annuities because the fees are higher. And they are. But the reason they're higher is because they got guarantees that stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs do not have. I own three variable annuities. Those are the bad ones with the high fees. Why would I do that? Well, because I told you I'm in retirement. I got enough money now to retire for the rest of my life. So if I have enough money right now to retire for the rest of my life, what would be the stupidest thing I could do? Lose my money. So I, I don't think I'm any different than any of your listeners. You know what I want to do with my money? I want to make as much as I can make. If I can make 10%, 20%, 30%, I want to make as much as I can make. But just as important, in fact, for me, more important, I don't want to lose what I've already got. That's what the variable annuity does for me. I own a bunch of fixed index annuities. Why? Because a PhD by the name of Roger Ibbotson did a study and he compared people with a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio with people with a 60% stock, 40% indexed annuity portfolio. And he found the second portfolio outperformed the first portfolio for the last 40 years and is likely to do so for the next 40 years. So even if people just move their bond portfolio to an annuity, that's that's where they should start because bonds are terrible right now. They're only paying one or 2% of the upside. And if interest 
interest rates go up, the value of those bonds go down 20, 30, 40, 50, 60%. So just move your bonds. I tell people, if you're young, like 55 and under, move your bond portfolio to cash value life insurance. If you're older, 60 and above, move your bond portfolio to some form of an income annuity. Because the way the income annuity functions inside of a retirement portfolio it functions like a AAA rated bond because it's guaranteed every single month as long as you're breathing. But with a triple C rated yield, the payout rate is much higher than what you get from a 10-year treasury or a money market fund or a bank account with zero standard deviation. It never fluctuates. And so what you'll find is that if a portfolio does not contain an annuity, it will be suboptimal in retirement. It will be less than what it otherwise could or should be if they did add the annuity. So that, you know, again, I don't sell annuities. I'm just telling you what the research shows. The research shows you need to have an annuity if you're retired. Tom, can you talk a little bit as you look at these annuities about the floor inside of these? Why do index annuities tend to work better for many people than a variable annuity might? Well, I think uh, what people like about indexed annuities is they never have a minus sign on them. So like, I don't care if the market goes down 55%, the worst you're going to do is get zero that year, okay, in an indexed annuity. And yet if the market goes way up, you can participate in a portion of that. So you get a portion of the upside, you're guaranteed that you're not going to lose, and many of them have uh, income riders that they guarantee you a certain amount of income that even if the market went down and stayed down for 40 years, you're guaranteed a minimum amount of income. Some have long-term care benefits that if you need long-term care, that that payment can double or even triple in some of these products. So you got to look at what the benefits and the features are, you know, not just what the annuity is. What will it do for you? That's the key thing. And we've definitely had a little bit of an anomaly here as we've looked at the last couple of years of what's happened. But I know I, I have people that I work with They've gotten over 21% rate of return inside of these indexed annuities. So here you had the upside of the market as the market's going up and know that, hey, if it crashes 30 or 40%, as some people think it might, you're still back to zero. I mean, you're at that zero, you're not going clear down to negative 30 or 40. So definitely something uh, that I, I am a big fan of uh, as we look at it. And really for the same reasons Tom talks about, these retirement portfolios perform better. They get into a much better position. Tom, I know one of the challenges that I get oftentimes when we talk about these products as well, is, hey, you know, what happens if I get hit by the Mack truck? What happens if I buy this, I give them $500,000, and then tomorrow I end up uh, having an accident and passing away, having got hardly anything, and now the insurance company is going to take all that money? What's your thoughts on that? Well, that... That rarely happens because the only way that'll happen is if you buy a life-only immediate annuity. And then the insurance company doesn't keep your money. That money goes to the other people to pick life-only and live. That's why those payout rates are so high. So the insurance company doesn't keep the money. They have to pay it to the other people to pick life-only and live. But but I think less than 2% of annuities ever do people pick life-only. You can do joint life. Uh, you can do joint life with cash refund, joint life with 30 or certain. There's many different payout rates uh, that, that you can do. And and if you haven't annuitized the contract, if it's just annuity that's growing, uh, all that money goes to your beneficiary. So so just make sure before you buy an annuity, you say, hey, what happens to my money when I die? I, I would, when I was an advisor, I'd say, well, what do you want to have happen to it? You tell me what you want to have happen to it and we'll make that happen. So, you know, I mean, it's it's not like when you die, the money's gone. That That's not the case. Tom, that's one of the things I've always loved about the presentations I've done with you is you generally ask two questions. 
what do you want your money to do while you're alive and what do you want your money to do when you're dead? And once they answer that, it makes it pretty clear to give them a path to say, hey, this is where I need to go. Yeah, and for all the people who say, oh, I'm going to die tomorrow, okay, buy life insurance today then. I mean, that's that's what'll pay if you die tomorrow. You know, uh, people don't understand. See, I bought life insurance to go to my kids for pennies on the dollar. We bought a million dollar second to die policy to go to the kids, four kids. It cost us 150000 So for 15 cents on the dollar, I get to transfer a million bucks tax-free to my kids. But guess what? We get to spend the other 850000 okay? So that's one way to use life insurance. The other way is I, I've been pouring more of my own personal wealth into cash value life insurance because I want to have millions of dollars of cash value so that I can have a high tax-free income in retirement. I think having a tax-free income in retirement is going to be so important. I've converted my IRAs and 401ks to Roth, and I'm moving more of my personal wealth to cash value life insurance so that I have multiple sources of tax-free income in retirement. And for those of you who aren't familiar with annuities and the way they work, you can actually put those in the tax-free environment as well. You're going to have to pay the upfront tax, moving it out of your tax-deferred account. Maybe you've got it in your regular uh, IRA, but you're going to be able to move that over. And there's some companies that actually allow you to piecemeal that. You can do it over a period of time. There's five great companies that do that. So as you look at it, the flexibility that they provide, and especially as a retirement risk advisor, I, I don't see how you solve many of these other issues if you don't bring insurance companies into that retirement portfolio. Because when you look at it, that's what they do. Well, and Dave, for anybody who says they don't like annuities, I say, really, seriously? So you're going to cancel your social security check because you don't like annuities? A social security is a lifetime income annuity. You're going to cancel your pension because you say you don't like annuities? A pension is a lifetime income annuity. People love their pensions. They love their social security. And oh, by the way, they love their annuities. I, I've never met anybody who says, oh, I hate that annuity. I haven't. I haven't. I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there. I've never met them because if that check's coming every single month for the rest of your life, I have never found anybody who said, no, please take the check back. I don't want it. Yeah, and a couple of things to remember too when we look at statistics, only between like two and five percent of you are gonna die early. You're gonna have those accidents. You know, during our, our working years, we do crazy, stupid things. When we get into retirement, we're not so adventurous, and so we don't have all these things that end up killing us early. Most of us are gonna die from health issues, natural causes, something of that nature. Another thing too to consider as we look at this, if we were to go out there and survey all of you that are on this podcast with us today, and you were t- to tell us how long you expected to live. What we find is you're going to underestimate most of you. You're going to give us a, a, a date, whatever that is, maybe age 72, and you're going to live to 75, maybe 78, maybe 92, whatever the case may be. So remember this longevity issue is becoming a bigger problem, and it's a big problem for you mentally maybe because you're thinking, hey, I'm going to pass away early, therefore I don't need to plan for this. Look, I think people need to plan to at least age 95 or 100 in their planning because you know medical technology is developing so rapidly. They're going to come out with these little mini bots that go in your body and they fix things like, Oh, you got a bad kidney? They put this thing in and it just goes and fixes the kidney. And then, oh, you got a liver problem? They put this little thing in there and it goes in there and it fixes your liver. And now they're going to be able to 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 harvest new organs. You saw they just did a pig's heart in a person and it works. So, I mean, and then they're going to be able to, to manufacture artificial organs and all this stuff. I mean, people are going to live a long time, much longer than what they think. Tom, can you outlive an annuity? 
I mean, is it a situation where you would live too long? No, not if it's a lifetime income annuity because it's guaranteed for as long as you're alive. And that's why I think it's so important because I ask people, what would happen if they do cure all these diseases and people start living to be 130, 140, 150? Well, your stock portfolio would have run out a long time ago because of sequence of returns risk, uh, you know. And, and, and so without the annuity, people are going to run out of money if they live too long. They will. There's nothing else out there that can guarantee you will never, ever, ever run out of income. One last question, Tom, as we're trying to wrap things up. Another one that I get oftentimes in my webinars when we talk about this topic is with current interest rates being where they are, is an annuity still a good option? Yes, because you know they say, well, the payout rate's only 5% or 6% or 7%. Yeah, compared to what? Compared to a 10-year treasury that's at 1.7%? Compared to a money market fund that's at 0. 0.10 or something? I mean, it's ridiculous. You always got to say compared to what? And and the, the key thing is once that annuity's in the income phase, you're not just getting principal. You're not just getting interest. You're getting mortality credits. And we don't have time to get into that in this call. But if people don't understand what these mortality credits are, they're missing the boat. That's that's the secret sauce of annuities. Stocks don't pay mortality credits. Bonds don't pay them. Real estate, crypto. You, the only place you can get mortality credits is in an annuity. I wish we had time for your stories on that. You've got some great ones. I love listening to those. Unfortunately, we don't. You can go to Tom's website if you would like to take advantage of those resources he offers at no charge and learn more about what he offers if you'd like to get more information on how he can help you. You know, individually from an educational standpoint, as he mentioned, he's not out there selling products. He's not out there doing anything from that side. He's selling education to help people get to a, a more safe and secure retirement. So, Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Dave. So go to TomHegna.com if you'd like to learn more about him. If you'd like to take advantage of annuities in your retirement, learn how they may fit into your retirement and how you've structured things, go to RetirementRiskAdvisors.com, get connected with one of our certified advisors. They'll give you a no-fee consultation where you can sit down, get your questions answered, see if this is something uh, that may be right for you long-term, and then they can help you get on that path to a safe and secure retirement. My name's Dave Hall. Look forward to talking to each of you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Risk Show. Join us next week for more details on how you can better reduce the risks facing your retirement.